Welcome back to Mountain Bike Radio. I'm your host, Ben Welnack, and it's another live edition, or rather on uh, location edition of Mountain Bike Radio. Uh, today with me is Brian Motter. He is finished third in today's stage, uh, was it second yesterday? Correct. Second yesterday in yesterday's prologue, and is turning out to be one of the I would say the favorite, you know, favorites if everything goes well for the rest of the week uh, to uh, maybe fight for the fight for the top spot. But we'll we'll talk about that and get his thoughts on how it's going and stage racing. There's a lot of stuff going on. Today was a 38 mile stage. Tomorrow it's a little bit longer, I think. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And Brian, this is his first time around for stage racing, so I wanted to. You know, talk to him and see what his thoughts are. So, Brian, thank you for joining me. Sure, yeah. I'm uh, happy to be here and happy to be uh, talking with you in Mountain Bike Radio. And, um, yeah, Transylvania Epic. Wow, so far, two days in the books. And um, it's pretty similar to kind of what I had expected. Um, you know, my plan going into it without any stage race experience was to be conservative, race smart, uh, save as much energy as possible. And uh, that approach went well with the time trial yesterday where I finished second, um, maybe a minute and some change behind Justin Lindeen. Uh, Today was the first real stage at maybe 36 or 37 miles, definitely some rugged terrain. And uh, unfortunately, maybe 10 miles to go, I caught a rock with the front tire and and punctured my tire so um, a little bit of bad luck or maybe just a little bit of going too fast in a rocky section um, but managed to hold on for a third place and definitely still in the mix for you know a shot at uh, the top of the podium second spot of the podium like you said it's yep. a long race you never know what's going to happen yep so you know before we talk about the uh, maybe the other competitors and kind of how it's going. Talk about the terrain. So we were talking beforehand how it's, you know, to to relate it for Wisconsin people. How do you tell people in Wisconsin specifically what it's like? Yeah, it was uh, it was funny yesterday. You know, yesterday was the wars race up in Rhinelander, and as I was doing the time trial yesterday, I couldn't help but laugh into myself at how similar the terrain was to Rhinelander, especially this new section that they just cut. Um, but the older sections that you could tell had been there was like Rhinelander on steroids. They were just really, really gnarly rock sections where you cannot find a rhythm whatsoever. And, um, you're just, you're just doing your best to find some flow in a course that really doesn't offer any flow. And, and talk about the, the whole flow thing, because it's, it's counter to what people think. Like they think they just go barreling through it. You'll go faster, but you have to. You know, I keep thinking to myself, like, especially today, uh, smooth is fast. Yeah, so definitely. So keep it, like, real smooth and, you know. Yeah, it's it's one of those kind of oxymorons. Like, the slower you go, the harder it gets. So, you know, yeah. you start hitting every single rock. So if you can just go a little faster and maybe skim over the top of the rocks, um, then you start going faster. Uh but at the same time, if you start doing that too fast and too aggressive, you're going to fall off the flat. Yeah, you're going to end up with a flat. You're going to fall off the course. You're going to not miss a turn, but you're going to overshoot turns. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, today's course was definitely more burly than the time trial yesterday. Um, again, there's... How, talk about it. Same, yeah. I mean, the, even from the opening climb. That opening <laughs> climb, I don't know. It seemed like it was 15 minutes of... Uh, maybe to compare it to a wars race, the the Lake Geneva race, where we've got the rock descent. It was like the rock climb, but for 15 minutes, not like you know that little <laughs> 10 foot section in Lake Geneva. Yeah, um, I mean a lot of. I mean, obviously, I wasn't racing up with Brian, but a lot of the guys we were kind of in the pack behind those guys, and even a lot of those guys were having to get off. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking some fast guys that had to get off because they couldn't, you know climb parts of it with the rocks and the i mean that's another thing too is you're putting out so much power to keep it at a certain speed to not have to do more power and then get it's it's a fine it's yeah it is it's a fine line um yeah and then the rest of the course you know again out there today i really i kept having flashbacks to ryan lander but again like times two um and then a lot of sections reminded me of the keweenaw chain drive where there's some fast, flowy, single track with some narrow bridges that might be a little wet, but they might not be a little wet. Um, But just, yeah, more elevation change, a little more rugged, a little less of a line. Um, But I I like stuff like that. I've always done well at the Rhinelander race, so Mm -hmm. um, it's awesome to be on terrain uh, like this and duking it out every single day. Yeah, absolutely. And so talk about, you know, so you're going, you had a flat with like nine miles left. Yep. So up until then, how was it going? How was your day going? I know you were talking to some other people and you said you felt good all day still, but how was it going up until that flat? And then we'll talk about, you know, your, how your thoughts changed. and went Sure, yeah, up until the flat, um, you know, the, the initial climb was pretty tough. Sam Korber was uh, going pretty good up that first rocky climb and, Justin Lindina and I started to chase, and yeah, I was feeling really good. I never felt under pressure. Um, you know, I led a lot of the chase, the first half of the chase, we'll say, up the climbs. Um, and then we hit those enduro segments, so I definitely lost a little time. So there's kind of a race within a race here where they're, each stage has a little enduro segment. Um, so you have a little chip, and you scan your chip at the start of the enduro segment, and then you scan your chip at the finish, and you get like a, a five or ten minute enduro time at the end of each stage. So kind of when you check out of the enduro stage, you know, Is you're Is that going, something you're gunning for too? I mean, I'm not gunning for it, but I'm but doing it. Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. you know, it's fun. It's yeah. something different. I've yeah. never done anything like it. You're but, holding your own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I was on the podium last night. I was happy, but today when I stopped to time out of the enduro stage, it was like a 30-mile-per-hour section. Yeah. So Justin just barrels right through, and oh, I'm okay. touching my brakes. So it's, it's counterintuitive for a racer to stop and let his competitor mm-hmm. go. So I was questioning myself, and it mm-hmm. took a long time um, to reel Justin back in after losing him. And it was actually on the section of course that reminded me of Schwamagon where I okay. finally caught him just big fast rolling Berkey style hills mm-hmm. um, so again I was out there smiling to myself like it's exactly like Schwamagon yeah. I can't believe it and yeah. you know I was loving my bike you know Schwamagon I've always done it on my 26 inch wheels everybody says oh it's a 29er course so I got to experience that a little bit for the first time today too yeah. 
I mean, like you said, you keep saying with the, on steroids, and it really it's like you're in Wisconsin, but just bigger. Tired. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger. Just bigger. So. Like when we were driving out, my brother, you know, was saying how he's like, we didn't go anywhere. We got to Pennsylvania. He's like, we didn't go anywhere. It's the same. And yeah, I'm like, just wait. We'll get we'll get to the hills. So. Right, right. Um, but yeah. So um, yeah. So, so then enduro section number two. Yep. Um, you know, I, I tagged in, and I wanted to make sure they didn't get me quite as much, so I was okay. on the gas right away to start Enduro number two, um, and I was right back with them, so I was happy. Uh, but then again, finishing Enduro number yeah. two, they got another 10, 15-second gap, and it's getting closer to the end of the race, so I was maybe panicking just a little bit. <laughs> wanted okay. to close that gap again as okay. fast as possible, and uh, that's where I went pretty hot into a rock garden and again i'm not familiar with any of these trails yeah. yep some of these guys ride these have ridden them before correct yep. yeah like justin's been around i think he's been doing this couple like how many years he done this third year for yeah for so justin he's so, yeah. pretty familiar and sam corber lives down in uh asheville north carolina yeah. he's riding pisca all the time yeah, yeah. And, um I in fact he raced that twice last weekend yeah the 111 and the 55 right so um <laughs> And I think Aaron Snyder was fourth today. I'm not positive, but, yeah. you know, he lives in State College. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I went into this section hot with the, you know, the goal of let's close this gap ASAP. Yeah. And very shortly after, I tagged a rock that I didn't see. It It so, found me. I didn't yeah. even see it. And so that old shit moment. Yeah, like, for sure. Okay, so, so what, tell people... You know, because a lot of people, especially wars, I mean, everyone knows the war situation. Um, you know, a lot of those guys are wondering what goes through your head. Like, because what goes through their head is like, oh, crap, now I have to change this. What's going through your head? You're, you know, Brian Motter, you're winning the wars races. Now you're in a, you know, national level in the lead, you know, up by the lead guys. What's going through your head? Yeah, I mean. That's... Is it is it damage? Is it like, okay, just damage control or is it. If I can get this put back, if I can get this fixed quick enough, I can still reach those guys. Yeah, there's always that hope. So um, the first thing I did was use a like a quick fix. So it's got air and sealant, okay. and you're just hoping that 30 seconds and you can seal the hole with the oh, sealant. You're fine. And air. Sorry, Drew's just interrupting the show. Here, <laughs> oh, is this Brian Matter? <laughs> <laughs> So. I hope I took his enduro stage. Yeah. I hope not, but we'll we'll see later tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you hope that you get that quick fix. Okay. Um, today I didn't. The hole in the tire must have been just big enough that it didn't seal with the sealant. And then you start thinking about GC and time, and uh, you know how much time is left in the race. Justin's already got a minute on me. Sam was three minutes behind me in the time trial. You know, let's hope this tire change goes pretty smooth. So, um, you know, in racing in Wisconsin, there's not that much to flat on. Yeah. I haven't got a flat tire in a race in 10 years. You know, it's been a long time. So, luckily, um, the flat tire change went really smooth. Yep. And the CO2 worked good and tire was back on the bike and you know then it's caution on the downhill because you don't have a spare tube anymore yep you don't have any air you got to make it like i had 10 more miles to the finish yep 
So luckily, a lot of that's road. Yeah, road which, climb. But again, I had no idea. You had no idea, right, 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 right? So I didn't know if we had more burly. You just saw the track. you just saw the elevation map of the course, and you're thinking, oh, okay, there's a climb. Right, yeah. and yeah, but you you really don't know. That mm-hmm. could be a rugged, rocky climb. It could be a dirt road climb. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was. You know, it, it, we're at the two and a half hour mark, which is longer than or to shore any yep. uh, any mid rest race yep. that I do. So, in a way, it's damage control at that point in time. Like, probably not going to close down a three minute gap from a from a tire change with yeah. only ten miles to go. So, settle into a pace where you're still moving, but not you're not. Losing. Yeah, but you're not digging yourself. Yep. Okay. Into a hole. So that okay. was kind of my strategy. Okay. So what do you do, you know, knowing, not having the stage race experience, how do you know to gauge things? Like, Oh, you what just do you, know do your you, body. You know okay. you know your body. So you're listening to your body, and you know that if you go 85%, you're going to cramp or yep. you're going to bonk or whatever it is. Yep. But if you go 82%, you're going to be fine. Yep. So it's that fine line of going fast but not – putting your body into a hole is that something that you've just learned after doing how long you've been racing mountain bikes yeah I've 20 years all right so, so is that something like that people can i mean that's a reason to hire a coach almost. yeah i mean, I mean if somebody doesn't want to spend 20 years racing a bike to figure this out right yeah yeah that's why you hire a coach and i'm a coach with uh, travis woodruff at momentum endurance and a lot of my personal coaching philosophy is trying to teach my clients to learn their body's limits okay so and for you to know it the difference between those two you know few percent that's i mean that's going to make a big deal you know with seven stages right that is Um, absolutely critical and that's the same thing i was doing yesterday in the time trial okay i was right at that limit where i'm not going into the red i'm not producing any lactic acid but i'm still going fast okay so then what's the plan i mean you don't have to talk about all the your at you know your tactics for the rest of the week but just talk generally you know people so they get an idea actually you know what before that let's talk about a day at a stage race because we you know talk about uh you know the race started at nine thirty. you get done i don't know what you finished in three hours or something yeah like around three hours um you know what's the step after that what do you do like what process do you do just so people have an understanding if they come for a week what they're sure. getting themselves yeah, into. Yeah, I mean, every day, it's uh, you're you're at it all day long at a stage race. Um, you know, I'm here as an individual with no real support crew. So, to mm-hmm. wake up in the morning, make my coffee. When when the coffee's boiling, I'm setting out my clothes for the day. My clothes, my shoes, my helmet, my enduro scan card my spare tube and co2 my food that i'm gonna eat i'm making my water bottles drink my coffee go down get some breakfast go back up change and head to the start line Mm -hmm. we race three hours goes by and immediately it's recovery time so you're doing your recovery food your recovery drinks um taking a shower your what are your recovery uh you don't have to go in the details but I mean, some people are sitting in the river. Some people are, you know, just getting their, you know, compression stuff on right away. What, yeah. What's your go-to? Uh, food, you know, okay. for me it's food and hydration and electrolyte balance, you know, replenishing my body's fuel stores is the most important for me. Okay. So that's 
that's what I'm shooting for right away. That's most important. Food and, um, you know, then it's bike maintenance. Mm -hmm. You got to have your bike looked at every single day in a stage race. Yep. So as soon as I was done eating, you know, showering and just a little bit of relaxing, just went over to the Pro Gold bike wash station. And we were we were hanging out with Bruce. So yeah. people listening, uh, Bruce Dickman is what's his title? He's marketing uh, marketing, marketing director, guy, yeah, yeah, of uh, Pro Gold, and he was given well me. He's already given Brian these lessons, I'm sure, but given me a, a full lesson on uh, stuff that I didn't realize uh, with uh, bike cleaning. Yeah, basically. and it's just so. you know taking care of your stuff and. You know, a clean bike is a happy bike. So and fast bike and a fast yes. bike. You, and, and you got to look good out there too. So, <laughs> um, you know, just the more gunk that builds up on your drivetrain, the more likely you are to uh, get gunk in there and rip your derailleur off, or have some bad shifting, or you know, or just have annoying grinding yeah, by the end of the stage or right. something. Right. So you know, bike maintenance and having a clean, smooth working drivetrain. Um, is is real critical when you're doing yeah. seven days back to back to back. And that's something you're starting out the the race with all you know new drivetrain. What do you or was it fairly new or how do you you know as far as equipment how do you go into a race like this? Is it okay everything's in you know I get a race on it you, you know say the weekend before yeah um, so I did get the a good race, race on it last yeah. weekend make sure. Make sure. We're dialed in, and my bikes are relatively new, so okay. I didn't do any new drivetrains or anything. I haven't raced in the mud yet okay. this year. Yep. Um, but just making sure everything's clean and dialed and adjusted, and you bring some spare tires, you bring some spare brake pads. Um, How many extra tires do you have, just in case? Well, I brought. I actually brought three bikes with me. Okay. So, so you have I, plenty. I got plenty, plus okay. two extra spare tires, okay. extra brake pads, and my bikes are all matching, so yep. I'm pretty much riding my uh, Superfly 100 all week. That's the goal. So I brought my hardtail along. It's kind of hard to ride the hardtail around here. With yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I brought it in mind of, you know, it's all matching parts, so yep. if I need a spare part, I have it. Yep. Or if an emergency, I can race the hardtail. Yep. Cool. So then, uh, you know, as far as... Uh, I guess the rest of the week, I think we'll we'll get you on a couple more times. Sure. Good yeah. or bad, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm looking to forward your, to uh, it. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's five more days. Uh, somebody just told me we got 90 percent chance of rain tomorrow. Oh, really? <laughs> is it? So. Um, but then it's supposed to clear up and be hot. So is there anything? So actually, that brings up another point. Is there anything that you go into? Wednesday with the fact, you know, keeping in your head that it's going to be 90 degrees. I mean, you just you just got spring like two weeks ago where you live. Right, so, right. But um, you've been down in Arizona too. Right, so, so, but still it's it's a different, you know, it's the humidity mm -hmm. is different than the arid desert. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely, I think the level of racing is just going to have to back down a notch. Everybody's going to get a little more dehydrated. Yep. Um, but it's, like I said, keeping up on those Enduros or the electrolytes. Yep. And, um, you know, just really listening to your body when you're out there and not digging too deep. Yep. Um, yeah, and then just one day at a time, I think, with stage racing. Yeah, one I, day at I a was going to say that's, you know, for key. people, the, the average person that's going to come out and race this, it's something that you just got to go one day. Don't look at the fifth day. Just worry about what you got to do. Yep. Go eat. Yep. You know, and here they have fan. I, 
I liked almost the breakfast better than the the dinner here. It was fantastic. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so the meal plan was great. You know, the whole setup here at Transylvania is pretty awesome. It's a really relaxing atmosphere, and everybody's very friendly and inviting. So so far, a great experience. Yeah. So the last question I have is: Did you take a beer hand up? No, <laughs> no. I didn't even see so any beer like, hand-ups. Oh, really? I don't know if they were in there yet. Maybe I was tunnel vision racing or, too fast. Because I think there was, well, they, they had, uh, it was like eight miles left, they had barricaded. So there's guys on the left and right, like five of them on each side, giving beer hand-ups. Uh, maybe like, maybe was, we were through f- yeah, before yeah, they got there. Yeah. So, All right, cool. Thank you, Brian. And right, uh, we'll get you. you back on. And people listening in, be sure to tune in. We'll, we'll do another, we'll be doing shows all week. So I think... Amanda Carey was pretty interested in coming on, so I'm sure she'll be on a couple times, and she said she likes to talk. So <laughs> so stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Talk to you later.